The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Kunal, I cannot tell you how excited I am that the World Championship has gone all the way down to the wire. Thank you, Mr. Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for this week's Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi to conclude. Although the conclusion of this race will also mean an end to the 2016 Formula One season. I wish the longest season ever went a little bit longer. You know, Christmas is actually still a few more weeks away. <laughs> I think we'll have to start figuring out what the hell to do on our weekends. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, the conclusion of the race in Abu Dhabi will finally give us a world champion. And we've had two very able drivers fighting tooth and nail, or like we say in Formula One, fighting for every inch of the track over 21 races. And finally, Kunal, we will have one winner. And actually, it's not just been the drivers alone. Even their fan armies have been engaged in an intense battle, specifically on social media. Well, I didn't know that Nico Rosberg has fans. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. So here's a quick snapshot of what we have in store for all of y'all this episode. So Kunal and I are going to speak about the Hamilton versus Rosberg title fight that will finally see the light of day in Abu Dhabi. Max Verstappen and his nomination for the FIA Action of the Year. In fact, we'll also speak about my favorite battle of the season, that's Force India versus Williams, and Carlos Sainz actually awarded six world championships to Fernando Alonso, and I wonder why not seven. Why not seven indeed? And finally, Bernie Ecclestone and all his views on Ferrari, Mercedes and Singapore leaving Formula One. In fact, there's Sepang and China too. <laughs> well, I wonder why everyone's leaving Formula One when we're actually investing heavily in it. And you know, we're genuinely trying to keep up the interest in the sport. <laughs> well, Bernie Ecclestone said a lot of interesting things. including proposing a new race format. So stay tuned. <laughs> Back to the championship situation, there's good chance that there'll be factions of fans shouting that the best driver did not win in 2016. And I say this irrespective of whether it'll be a Rosberg or a Hamilton victory. Look, Kunal, you know, honestly, given Lewis Hamilton's popularity... There'll probably be more chatter in his favor if Nico Rosberg wins. As for Rosberg, he's been less unlucky than Hamilton this season, but he's also been more consistent in my view. I mean, he's turned up as Rosberg, I think, all of the 21 races this year, whereas Hamilton actually hasn't turned up as Lewis Hamilton all throughout. And again, this is purely just my view. 
if Hamilton was consistent, or rather I'd say as consistent as Rosberg, and given his current form, Hamilton would have wrapped up the title a few races ago. The other way of looking at this is that if the calendar wasn't its longest ever, Nico Rosberg would have been world champion by now. And you know, he'd been probably celebrating his maiden world drivers championship with the Laudas at his wife's ice cream parlor somewhere in Ibiza. (laughs) (laughs) But sure, there's a lot of ifs and buts. But the reality is that the two Mercedes drivers have not engaged in a serious wheel-to-wheel battle too many times this season. And Kunal, if you remember, the two odd times that they have, it didn't end very well because they crashed. (laughs) (laughs) So my wish for Abu Dhabi is that please let us fans be treated to a serious showdown between the two drivers without the crash. (laughs) And like we said in the previous episode, irrespective of who wins, and again, I'm repeating myself, but let us not belittle the Formula One World Drivers' Championship. And Nico Rosberg, since you're obviously listening to our podcast, please be the Nico Rosberg you were in Singapore. (laughs) (laughs) So Hamilton's had the run on Rosberg in the last three races. But it'll be a spectacle if Rosberg wins the race in Abu Dhabi and then clinches his title. And for the record, he'll also have more race wins this season than Lewis Hamilton. As for Lewis Hamilton, so so we all know that only an abnormal race result will give him the title. But hey Kunal, it's Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) It's never over till it's over. And this could mean that Max Verstappen could be Lewis Hamilton's best ally in Abu Dhabi. Although even being beaten by one Red Bull racing wouldn't matter to Rosberg's title hopes. He'll have to finish off the podium if Hamilton wins. I mean, anyway, everyone knows the math. The, The crucial math here is that Hamilton has never lost a driver's championship to a teammate. In fact, he will be the first current world champion on the grid to lose a title to a teammate. So we have Vettel, Alonso, Raikkonen and Button, all world champions, but they've never lost a title to a teammate. That's interesting. And in all this mental stress, Rosberg's being brutally honest. I mean, he said he doesn't know how to approach the title deciding race. And like before, he's going to take it race by race. And I hope he's called his sports psychologist before boarding the flight to Abu Dhabi. (laughs) If he hasn't, he's going to listen to us and do it. So yeah. (laughs) But this is probably Nico Rosberg just playing mind games with Hamilton. So given their championship positions, Rosberg has the luxury of choosing what mode to arrive at Abu Dhabi with. Whereas for Lewis, he has only one option. He has to win. Hammer time. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Hamilton arrived in Abu Dhabi in a shake outfit. Did you see it? It was hilarious. And you know, it was even funnier because he was wearing like a cap and sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what he was trying to do. But if any of you all have missed seeing that image, please don't miss it. Just go to our Facebook page, the Inside Line F1 podcast. And take a look. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't be these many minutes into an episode and not talk about the future world champion, Max Verstappen. So, Nikki Lauda, the former world champion, former three times world champion, claims that Verstappen can be the best ever Formula One driver. But he needs to be careful. 
It's really cute that Nikki Laura still tries to give Verstappen advice. <laughs> Because like we all know, Max Verstappen doesn't listen to anyone. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Kunal, so Verstappen's move on Nico Rosberg in Brazil is one of the nine FIA Action of the Year nominees. And this is across all forms of motorsport, not just Formula One. If I remember correct, Verstappen has won this award uh, in the last two years or rather two years in a row. And by the way, I think all of his Brazilian Grand Prix overtakes should be nominated for the action of the year. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to win this hands down. I'm also wondering who will win the FI in action of the year award. Maybe McLaren or Ferrari. <laughs> Either way, Kunal, I really hope that our listeners remember to tune in to our Inside Line F1 podcast awards in the month of December. Closer to Christmas... It's it's been hilarious the last several years. Yeah, it's actually great fun to host our own awards. But anyway, we've got Abu Dhabi to look forward to, and Abu Dhabi will also settle the Force India versus Williams battle for fourth place. And Your favorite battle. <laughs> <laughs> I must tell you, I think it was back in 2010 when Force India was beaten by Williams for eighth place. If my memory is right, I was there at the race as a Force India team personal. And that's why I probably remember it. I have some memories. Anyway, uh, it'll also be Nico Hulkenberg's final race for the Force India Formula One team. And I do not think there'll be a second time coming back to this team ever. So thank you for some fantastic memories, Nico. And uh, I'd love to have you on our show in the off season. I really hope he can make it. That'll be really nice. <laughs> Whether he's in Hulk mode or Nico mode, he's welcome. <laughs> And we've already had one Nico on the podcast. So, <laughs> hey, we could do with the other one too. <laughs> it seems that Force India have asked Formula One for an advance payment. And Kunal, I know that this isn't strange at all. Because it is that time of the year. Formula One pays teams between the months of February and November. leaving December and Jan blank. And these are actually key months for the new season and teams are struggling with cash flow. Oh, yes. And uh, I think Manor has also requested for it. And I think Sauber will follow through the request as well. And either way, Abu Dhabi will also be one of my favorite drivers, Felipe Massa's 250th and last race in Formula One. And I know we've done Obrigado Felipe just in the last episode, but... Just on a final note, there's so much more to Massa's career than a forgettable radio message and an accident and even an almost world championship victory in 2008. Either way, we will miss you, Felipe. And we'll miss you as well, Jensen Button. And I hope uh, you make up your mind about 2017 soon. Either way, we're keeping on cracking jokes about what you could end up doing next season. But we'd also hope he comes back. That would be really good fun. <laughs> Fernando Alonso wrote such a heartwarming farewell message for Button and for Weber. In fact, in the message to Weber, he dropped a hint about him, Alonso, moving to the WEC with Porsche. And I guess it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, and uh, it'll be Formula One's loss. Although the sport usually wouldn't let itself feel such a loss. I mean, that's how... Uh, you know, thick the sport is sometimes, I feel. But the best summary was Carlos Sainz's when he said that Alonso is like a six times world champion. Formula One and its fans were all definitely going to miss the Fernando Alonso memes, if nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> Respect and how. 
Yes, and respect not just to Alonso, but even to the seven times world champion Michael Schumacher. So here's something I found hilarious. Carlos Sainz says that even the Formula One drivers don't understand the rules of the sport anymore. <laughs> Kunal, what hope do us ordinary mortals, you and me, what hope do we have then? <laughs> I think just like the drivers now have to remember the various engine setting modes and the brake setting modes, uh, you know, which they have to dial in via the steering wheel, they will now have to remember the Formula One rules out of the rule book. But either way, I can just hope that Liberty Media finally gives us liberty from complex Formula One rules. And, you know, while growing up, I never thought that car racing would be this damn complex. Talking of Formula One's loss, so Bernie Ecclestone believes that Ferrari and Mercedes could just walk away from Formula One someday. And you know what? He believes it's going to be good for the sport. (laughs) I don't believe him. (laughs) I guess Formula E could be the future for Formula 1 teams. And that's how it's looking increasingly. By the way, Ecclestone did say a lot of things in the last few days. So so he's pushing for two 40-minute races every Sunday with a 40-minute gap between the races. And basically, he's proposing a double-header format. Uh, I mean, this means that there could be a double-double-header weekend to accommodate uh, 21 races in the year. And basically... <laughs> That could mean four races in a span of eight days, which I think every single Formula One fan would absolutely love. Wow, it sounds really exciting. (laughs) I'm like, give me more races. (laughs) But this is what MotoGP actually does. You know, they have one short race. But I guess that's also because they get it right in the first attempt. (laughs) So they don't need a second attempt, right? (laughs) Yes. So Bernie said that he's trying to attract the millennial with short attention spans by having this new race format. And Kunal, he specifically spoke about Americans and their short attention spans. <laughs> I wonder how that's going down with the Liberty Media group. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's geographical. But anyway, it now isn't a surprise to me that finally, the official Formula One game has launched its first ever mobile version. Hey, I'd love to check that out. It sounds like fun. (laughs) You need to make sure that you have your damage mode off, like Max Verstappen. (laughs) (laughs) Bernie Ecclestone has also labelled Formula One's rule book as don't race. (laughs) (laughs) He's hilarious. That 85-year-old is absolutely funny. And you know what else he said? So he went and said that he wonders if some of these guys, basically the drivers... They really want to race or they just want to be out there in a Formula One car. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's a dream, I would say, for them. Where does he come up with this stuff? <laughs> like, I want to meet his copywriter, scriptwriter. <laughs> so Bernie Ecclestone also said that Singapore are ungrateful and were only an airport before Formula One changed its perception and landscape. And he said this because Singapore has threatened to not extend Formula One's contract after 2018. Wow. I wonder what he'll say about Azerbaijan then. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Sepang says that their last Grand Prix is 2018. And China is also thinking about not extending their contract. Yes. Which means that after some time, Kunal... I think the only race left in Asia is going to be Azerbaijan. (laughs) And you know what's the worst part? They don't even want to claim that they're in Asia. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I read Interlagos is in trouble as well. And hell no, we really need that circuit on the calendar. I cannot imagine a season without Interlagos. It just seems wrong. It's like the spa in Brazil. I mean, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So we're also hearing a lot of chatter again about the Las Vegas night race. But Kunal, you know, honestly, I'm in that mode where I will believe that race is happening only when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) And on the topic of dropping off or dropping out... So, McLaren have sacked Ron Dennis. The unthinkable has happened. So, we all assume that the first big name to quit the McLaren Honda project would be Fernando Alonso. But it isn't. It's Ron Dennis. And I'm bloody surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it went at on Lightbrokes. But anyway. So, they've hired a sponsorship guy, Zach Brown, to replace their CEO. And I think that's a little strange. What's even more strange is that Brown accepted a job with McLaren over a job with Formula One. I think he went for the more challenging job. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe he just did not want to work with Bernie Ecclestone. So Kunal, we could infer that both Braun and Brown didn't want to work with Bernie, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) McLaren confirmed that Apple held talks with their team, but it did not mature into a proposition. You mean it did not ripen into a proposition. (laughs) (laughs) And Sauber extended Marcus Ericsson's contract for 2017. So basically, they've made headlines for signing the driver who's currently last in the World Drivers' Championship. (laughs) I guess they just didn't want to mess with the Swedish house mafia. (laughs) But hey, actually, I'm glad Sauber are making headlines. (laughs) And that's after bringing up the tail end of the grid most of the races. (laughs) (laughs) Kunal, it is time for our predictions for the race. And this is the scariest race of the year for me. I am bloody nervous about this weekend. Excited and nervous. But hey, this is the last time you get to make predictions for this season. (laughs) What do you say? So Rosberg's one year in 2015, uh, he has out-qualified Hamilton three times in a row in 13, 14 and 15. But uh, we also know that Hamilton is in the form of his life and all I hope for is a tough fight. And uh, to be very honest, none of these statistics will mean anything come race day because when the five lights illuminate, it's about which driver delivers under that amount of pressure which a title-deciding race is going to throw at them. And like always, may the best driver win. That's very well said, but I am going to make a very bold and confident prediction. Which Max is? Verstappen is going to win driver of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so some exciting news to share with our listeners Kunal and I are going to have a series of some very special episodes in the off-season on the Inside Line F1 podcast. And guys, here's a secret. You're like going to get to listen to some of your favorite Formula One drivers on this podcast. Yes, and so remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom, and of course on my blog, Kunal's F1 blog. And that's it from us, folks. Over to Abu Dhabi. In your attic, fully covered means fully insulated. If you can see your rafters, you're losing heat and money. 
but with the Home Depot. It's easy to add blow-in insulation yourself in just a few hours, and you'll save up to 15% on heating and cooling costs for years to come. Winter temps are here, so are winter heating bills. Are you covered? Right now, get a free blow-in machine rental when you purchase 10 bags or more of select blow-in insulation, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. 